Live from Parts Unknown, it's the KNA Sports Picks Podcast. Well, here's my first question for you. All these countries, they play the same type of football? You know, because British football is a heck of a lot different than the football we got in the United States of America. There are similarities and there are differences, Ted. Go on. British football is about pace and power. Mm, I like that. Italy is defense-focused. Mm-hmm. They're the masters of the Catanaccio system. I love that word. Whereas in Spain, they favor tiki-taka. Oh, boy. You know, they offered chicken tiki-taka on my flight over here, but I declined. Guess what I went with instead? Ted, I have to go. The second half is starting. Oh, shoot. Did I miss the halftime show? Gosh dang it. Who'd they have? What, was it Bruno Mars, Coldplay? What, what was the entertainment? Ted, I'm hanging up now. All right now, Coach. Hey, I'll check in with you later. All right now? Hello, folks, and thank you, Ted Lasso, for helping us understand soccer a little bit better, um, or for uh, our international friends, uh, football. So, TK, it's the uh, it's starting the World Cup, starting starting in a couple days, and uh, I know a lot of our listeners are very excited and are, are looking forward to um, particularly your expert expertise in uh, the World Cup. So, um, but before we dive into our World Cup expert analysis, um, how did you, how did you how did you get involved in soccer? What what got you uh, sparked your interest in the U.S. soccer team and the World Cup? Yeah, well, I think it was two things. Um, back in 2010 was the first World Cup. I really followed, and I remember I didn't know much about soccer, but I knew you know this was a big event like the Olympics, so I wanted to try it out, and that was the magical World Cup where Landon Donovan scored near the end of the game for the U.S. to beat Algeria and to go past the group stage. Um, it was a magnificent goal and. I was hooked on the U.S. Uh, soccer team ever since that. And then I think I also started around playing that time the video game uh, FIFA. And I remember I'd play with some of the uh, Premier League teams. And that's kind of how I got to learn the game and fell in love with the Premier League. I think at the time I was an Arsenal guy. But then I learned the error of my ways later. And um, I eventually picked uh, Tottenham. Um, wasn't the most rational pick. I just, I liked their name. I liked Harry Kane. I liked that they were good, but they weren't one of the best teams because I didn't want to, you know, like picking a baseball team and pick the Yankees or the Dodgers. Um, so, yeah, and I've just been hooked ever since. Yeah, I think the, the Hotspurs have one of the coolest uniforms. What is it, a, a rooster sitting on, oh, yeah. on a soccer on a ball? Oh, yeah, ball. I don't think... I, I don't think I've seen any arsenals with the uh, the little uh, Silver War cannon emblem uh, around town. Well, yeah, um, I have to give credit because Arsenal right now is the top of the Premier League, um, and but we don't want them to finish first because they're owned by Cronky, uh, also owner of the LA Rams, and he's won enough, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we're we're also going to get to to the the Rams and the disaster that they are um, after our, our our World Cup picks. Um, so for for those 
of our listeners that don't know how the World Cup works is there are eight eight groups, and the teams that finish first and second, um, they they move on to the next round, the the round of sixteen. So um, I thought we'd go through through each group and we kind of like uh, get your expert analysis on who's who's going to win the group. So the first group is uh, Cutter or Guitar or however you want to pronounce those folks, Ecuador, uh, Senegal, and, and Netherlands. So um, what do you think, Tan? So the uh, Netherlands will clearly win this group. Um, they made it to the World Cup Finals in 2010, World Cup Semifinals in 2014, have a long tradition and a lot of great players. I think Senegal where will finish second. They have some great players who are some of the who are some of the top players in the Premier uh, League. They lack depth, but I think they have enough um, individual talent. And sorry to any uh, Cutter soccer fans, but this is Cutter's first time ever in the World Cup, um, and they very well might finish with three uh, losses. Yeah, um, so most of my picks are going to be based on, on the rankings and what, what little research I've done. And so I'm definitely going with the, the Netherlands. I think I like, the, first of all, they have great, their orange orange uniforms are, are pretty cool. And they always seem like that they get get close uh, and never over the hump. But I think I think no problem for them to win, win group, group A. Um, so Group B, we have England, Iran, USA, and Wales. So do you you have England? I have England. Yep, I have them to win the group and Wales to finish in second place and make it. Oh, you 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 don't think the U.S. can uh, make it out of the group? Uh, the U.S. had a had they they had. They're a young team. They're actually one of the youngest teams in the the, uh, tournament. I think their average age might be 22 or 23. And they've had a rough stretch lately. They lost to to Japan and they tied to Saudi Arabia in their last two games before the start of the World Cup. Um, And while they have some talent, I still think they're too young. Wales has a lot of veterans. and I don't think the U.S. has really a bona fide goal scorer. Um, so I think Wales is going to beat the U.S., and that will be enough to send them on. Or we don't. Uh, the U.S. doesn't have a goal scorer. What about our defense? You think you think they potentially draw with Wales, or, or you know, with uh, with a good defensive effort? How's their defense? <laughs> It's better. Um, I think a draw with Wales is certainly possible, but a lot of U.S. fans, we just don't know where the goals are going to come from this World Cup, and I just don't think they have enough of an attack to score goals when they need to. I think they might get a 1-0 victory against Iran, but um, I'm not feeling too optimistic. But it's all about building to the next World Cup. Very young team. So I agree with you. England, by far, on paper, is is the you know should 
have no problems winning the group. But I, I'll go with the U.S. I'll go with the good old U.S. of A. And, and you know, maybe they'll draw with the whales and and then become second on goal differential. I like so, it. Keep the dream alive. Yeah, you know, England, maybe they don't have as much hatred for the U.S. And maybe they have more disdain for whales. So maybe they'll pour it on and beat whales. So, <laughs> so they're... You know, we'll we'll move on on goal differential. Um, so the the next group, uh, we have Group C: Argentina, Saudi Arabia, our friends from Mexico, and Poland. So I have Argentina to win the group and Poland to finish second. All right. Is uh, do you think so? Argentina in one one poll is is rated rated number two. So you, you think it's it's no problem that they're clearly superior to to these other other teams? Yes. Yep. I think it should be an easy group win for them. I'm gonna. I agree with you on Argentina. I'll go with I'll go with Mexico. They always seem to find a way to a lot of times get out of the get out of the group, but then they have a problem once they. They make it into the the sixteen. So I'll I'll say that uh, Mexico will will get second over Poland. Yeah, I think you're right in that. I think that Mexico and Poland it's going to be very close. But Mexico that they just something seemed off in the way they played for the past year. They just don't really seem to be the sum of all their their parts on the uh, team. So. I think Poland, those Eastern European teams can always be tough outs in the World Cup. So, sorry, but it might be a North American free round of 16 in the World Cup. Poor CONCACAF. For those who don't know, CONCACAF is our, our uh, hodgepodge of North American, um, Central American um, countries that Caribbean. can compete. So we're talking Canada, Mexico, um, all those countries. So Group D, we have the defending champ of France, Australia, the great Denmark, and Tunisia. So I probably similar to you two. I have France winning this group and then Denmark in second place. Yeah, I think I think so. I think France wins easily. Uh, there's some, some people that are thinking that uh, – Denmark will win and France will finish second. Um, Denmark is a sleeper in, in some some uh, prognosticators uh, polls, but definitely those two. And then we get to uh, you know the uh, interesting group Group E, where we have uh, two powerhouses in Spain and Germany, and then Costa Rica and Japan, as you mentioned, who recently beat the U.S. two nil. So you have Spain and Germany. I have Spain and Germany. While I love Costa Rica, would love to see them do well. I think the gap of talent between Spain and uh, Germany and the other two teams is just too great. I mean, these are two teams with the best footballers in the world. I think both will easily beat the um, other two teams. And then Germany and Spain should be a great game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Is it Spain and Germany easy? And those are two two favorites to, to win the, the championship. So moving on to uh, Group F, we have Belgium, 
O Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. This is a fascinating group. So I think Belgium, which last World Cup finished third, they're an older team, but I still think they're by far have the most talent, so they should win this group. But second, I don't know. Croatia made it to the World Cup finals last year, um, or last World Cup, but they're an older team and have lost a lot of key players. Morocco is always kind of a scrappy team that you can never count out in Canada after this is only their second World Cup ever. Um, but don't forget, in qualification, they finished first in, um, and they beat both the U.S. and um, and um, and um, I think they beat the U.S. twice. So Canada is definitely a team to fear. I like Canada as the dark horse, and I'm going to pick them as my upset to go past to the round of 16. Yeah, I I like it. That's uh, also um, um, we're picking Belgium and Canada mainly because the article I read on the picks picked Belgium and Canada. But yeah, I like Canada. Canada beat Mexico and they beat the the U.S. Um, they seem like that they're getting better and better. The the one thing I wonder in this group, I'm still picking Belgium and Canada, is it should be a little hot in Qatar, I would imagine. In Belgium, Canada, and Croatia are northern countries. Where That's you have, true. You have Morocco, and I wonder if um, you know Morocco, being um, you know more used to playing in the heat, whether that may help them. That yep, yeah, that is a very good point. So keep an eye out for Morocco, but we're not going to pick them. Group G, we have Brazil. Many people pick them as the number one rated team in the world. Uh, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. So this group I thought was pretty easy. I say Brazil to win and Switzerland to finish second. I think Brazil, probably the best team in the entire World Cup. And Switzerland, always a very defensive-minded professional team that I think will take care of business and finish second. Do you think Switzerland has a has a shot? I don't think they have a shot to win it all. I think probably quarterfinals is their ceiling. Yeah, but uh, to come, become second in uh, the group? Oh, yes. I think that, yep, I think the Swiss will finish uh, second and Serbia and Cameroon, I'm not quite sure, but you did make a great point about the heat, and maybe a team like um, like Brazil and uh, Cameroon will use that to their advantage. Yeah, so I'll go with Brazil and Switzerland. Um, seems like Serbia and Switzerland are fairly even, evenly rated, but got to got to go with uh, the Swiss. Um, group and the final group is Group H, where you have Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea. Yes, so Portugal, I think to win, and Uruguay. I was going back and forth between Uruguay and Ghana, since Ghana always seems to make it to the next round. But I think uh, Uruguay has just a bit more talent. I'm going to go with Uruguay. 
But I'm also going to go with, uh, for a second, I'm going to go with South Korea. Cause of, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I saw them, the World Cup, back in 94, and I saw how well that uh, they played. They had uh, they had this dramatic tie against against Spain, and they almost beat beat Germany. Uh, and they would get fall behind two, three nil. And um, you know it was in Dallas, and it was it was extremely hot. And they um, they were able with their stamina, they were able to to wear wear those teams down. So I'm going to go with Korea second. I like it. Okay, so that is our picks of who's going to make it to the round of sixteen. Who do you who do you have winning? So I have Argentina over Brazil in the finals. All right. I think that um, South America they have not won the World Cup since two thousand and two, but I think being in a hotter climate. I think a lot of the European teams have really exhausted or um, injured players from league games because of the strange time of the World Cup. And I think both of these teams are just well run. Um, Argentina has not lost for 36 straight games. Brazil has the most talent in the the um, world. They're two bitter rivals, so I think that's going to be a very fun World Cup final. But I think... The great one um, will get his World Cup uh, Lionel Love Messi will finish with his World Cup, and there will be another heartbreak for the Brazilians. Wow! And and who do you who do you have as your dark horse? My dark horse is England, jolly old England. <laughs> they made it to the. Um, I think they have a pretty easy uh, easy draw on the group stage. They made it to the finals of the European uh, Championship two years back, or one year back. They made it to the semifinals of the World Cup. I think they have a lot of talent and depth, so I would not count them out. And I can imagine it would be pandemonium in London if they won. Yeah, and you, you mentioned Harry Kane. Is there... Is there anyone anyone else we should should watch watch for on the England England side? Well, so definitely Kane, but the difference between this England team and past is you know they've always had like a David Beckham or a Wayne Rooney or a Kane, but this team they actually have depth from Raheem Sterling to really all their players are starters in the Premier League and they're not going to just be relying on Kane to score goals. Um, and then if you're looking for the U.S. player to watch, I'd say Christian uh, uh, Christian Pulisic. Um, this is his very first World Cup. He's probably our best player. He plays in Chelsea and the Premier League. Um, and it would be a lot of fun if he could score in his first World Cup. So you mentioned the U.S. lack of of scoring. Is is he more of a, you know setter setter uh, of of the ball as opposed to a striker, the finisher? He can do both. Um, he definitely is a very good finisher. Um, 
the problem with the way the U.S. team is structured right now is he just doesn't have a lot of support. So it's really easy for opposing teams to mark to, him. Yep, to mark him, and there's not a lot of creativity or talent in the U.S. attack besides him. So once he's marked, there's not too much that we can do to um, score goals. Come on, America. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, my gosh. Well, maybe it's like like you say that, uh, you know, we're building up for when the World Cup's here in four years. Um, so I like I like your pick, and I definitely think, think that uh, from what I've read, uh, you know, all the prognosticators are, are leaning towards a South South American team. I'll just flip it and say Brazil Brazil over Argentina. And wow, it's not really a dark horse, but um, you know, I think I know uh, France is the defending champ, and you know the team hasn't repeated winning the World Cup since nineteen six since Brazil did it in sixty two. But Brazil, I mean, France, even though with some injuries and stuff, they still have um, a lot of depth and a lot of talent. So, um, you know, I would not, I would not count, count uh, France out. So I'd keep, keep an eye on the French squad. I like it. Never count the French out. Never count the French out. <laughs> <laughs> and what we're saying is you can count the Americans out for this World Cup. <laughs> but not in 2026. So uh, good stuff. As always, we appreciate TK, your expert uh, soccer, international football. Analysis. Absolutely. So let's, uh, you ready to talk some American, American football? Let's do it. So we're, we're halfway and let's, uh, we'll, we'll go, go through each division and um, this is our opportunity uh, for our Super Bowl picks to do do a re- redo. Um, but um, we'll start with the AFC East. The the Dolphins the Dolphins are up uh, by half a game, seven and three. Uh, Bills are second, six and three. Um, who do you see uh, winning? What you know now, winning the AFC East? Well, I know the Bills. You know. It's been a disappointing few weeks, but I still expect them to finish strong and win. Um, certainly not at the ease in which I picked in the first week. And credit to the Jets and uh, Dolphins. They're putting together uh, great uh, seasons. Quarterback play is much improved in the AFC East. And who would have thought the Patriots might finish last? Um, but I think the Bills will finish strong. I agree. I think the Bills are still going to win that division. Um, I like the Dolphins' offense a lot, and I was um, I wasn't down on Tua, but I didn't I didn't project that he or the Dolphins would be this dynamic on offense. And they, I mean, he's he's having an MVP season. But their defense, um, they just recently got Bradley Chubb from the Broncos, but their defense is still um, shaky. Um, the Bills are a more complete team, um, so I'm going with the Bills. Uh, AFC South, um, Titans are up six. Uh, they're six and three. They've got um, you know a two game lead over the Colts, 
and with the Jags and Texans far behind it. I'm going, of course, with with the Titans, even though I haven't checked the Thursday night score against the Packers. Uh, but even if they lose against the Packers, they 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 have enough cushion and they they have a really rock solid defense. Yeah, the Colts. It's been a besides the Titans, it's been a disappointing division. I think I might have picked the Colts to possibly win it in the preseason, um, but their offense has struggled. The Jaguars, I think we both thought would be much improved, but they're still the Jaguars. Texans are still the uh, Texans, though. So. I think, again, I still think there's hope. I think there's, they're a better run team than they were one year back. Um, but I agree 100%. It's the Titans to lose. Good. Uh, moving to the AFC North, uh, Ravens are 6-3 and three and the Bengals are 5-4 and four and the Browns and Steelers are both at 3-6. and six. Who do you have? I have the Ravens. Um, the Bengals, I'm, I was tempted to pick the Bengals to pass them, but the Bengals have been a little on and off this year. I'd say I trust the Ravens more to win it down the uh, stretch. I'm going with the Bengals. Just I think Burrow is just just uh, dynamite. Though I think, but I think both teams are going to make the playoffs. But um, I'm going to get. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Bengals here. AFC West, we have the Chiefs with the two-game lead at seven and two over the Chargers at five and four, and both the Broncos and Raiders are trolling down. And I, I want to. This is one of the picks that I hit on the off-season when I, I said the Broncos were not yes. going to be good. Um, I did not real realize a that the Broncos' defense was going to be this good. They have the number one defense, but their offense is the worst offense in football, and um, you know, as a Seahawk fan, I, I I think it would be um it would be kind of rude to to gloat about the 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 trade, uh, Russell Wilson, but <coughs> it's looking like um but Mr. Pete Carroll knew what he was doing. Yeah, the Broncos, I mean, they um they went all in and like you said, they have a Super Bowl winning uh defense, but their offense managed to regress even more under uh, Wilson and um, they're a mess and they've gone all, they've gone all, I think they're giving their draft pick to the Seahawks next year. So, um, but they have a new owner in the uh, Walton fail. I think the uh, Walton air um, too bad though. The NFL has a salary cap. So unlike in soccer or baseball, having the richest owner, and the U.S. will not be of much help to the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> nope, no, uh, and unfortunately for the Broncos, they they paying Russell Wilson two hundred forty five million dollars. Uh, um, I, I think they would like to have a redo on that. So in the AFC, who do you who do you see coming out? Who who uh, right now do you have is is going to the AFC champion or winning the AFC championship? I actually am going to say the Chiefs. I think I said the Bills originally, but the Chiefs, there's just a consistency about them with Mahomes. Um, and the Bills just seem to have a, a flair for snatching snatching defeat from the jaws of uh, victory. And I just feel like the Bills are going to find some way to once again lose to the Chiefs in the uh, – in the um, 
in the um, playoffs. So I'm going to say the Chiefs. Yeah, I I agree with you. I picked the Bills to go to the uh, Super Bowl, um, but that game that they 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 blew against against the Vikings was very reminiscent of of losing the AFC Championship when it looked like that they were totally in control and and you know a couple plays that they just didn't didn't execute it at the end. Um, as great a season as Josh Allen's had. He's he's has uh, ten interceptions at this point. Um, you know, part of it is is just he's played the past couple of games. He's played against some good teams. The the other part is their running game still has not been able to execute to to take some of the load off of off of Josh Allen. I do see the Bills getting to the AFC Championship, but if I had a redo, I would pick I would pick the Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah. Okay, the AFC East. I did not see this one coming at all. The the Eagles eight and one, the Giants seven and two, the Cowboys six and three. I think uh, preseason I picked the Cowboys to win the division. I think the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. I actually think that they'll have a better record than the Giants, who I think are kind of um, oh they're overachieving. I don't expect them. They've had a soft schedule, and you know they have a soft opponent this week, but I eventually think they're going to lose a few games down the stretch. So I think the Eagles will win. The Cowboys will finish second. Yep, I have a similar pick. I think there's too much gap between the Cowboys and the uh, Eagles at this point. Um, So I think Philadelphia will win, but I think probably the Giants and the boys will both make the um, will both make it to the uh, playoffs and were you as surprised as me on the on the Eagles? I mean, I know that I, that they were. I thought they were going to be a good team, but yeah, the, the eight and one and the way that Jalen Hurts has played. Yeah, well, I was very surprised. One of the reasons I picked the boys was I didn't think there was going to be. I I didn't think the East would be very good. So if you had told me at the start of the uh, season that the uh, Cowboys were six and three, I would have thought, oh, they're first in the East, but. Credit, you know, they're pulling together a great uh, season. Um, I Well, I guess we'll get to this. I still don't know if I'm convinced they're going to make it all the way in the, um, in the um, playoffs, but it's been a great year. Okay, so in the South, we have the Bucks at 5-5, five and five, the Falcons are 4-6, and six, and we can forget about the Panthers or the Saints. Um, <laughs> uh, Tommy, unfortunately... Mr. Tommy Brady beat the Seahawks in Germany. Uh, that was that was disappointing. But um, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I um, got to go with the Bucks. Yeah, I'm going with the Bucks too. It's been a very. I think that was. Well, I hate that it came against the Seahawks. I think that was definitely a win that could turn the Bucks season a around. Um, I think Tom Brady is hungry. You know went through a divorce uh, might not be going great in, in his uh, personal life. So I think he's going to channel it all into the football field and I think Bucks will finish strong. Yeah, I, I do too. You haven't heard the last of Mr. Brady. Um, NFC North. We have, wow, here's, here's one that, that I got completely wrong. The Vikings are eight and one and the Packers are four and six. Do the Vikings yeah. hold on? I actually think the Packers are 
better than the record shows, and I think they'll. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished with a winning a uh, with a winning a uh, record. I thought that was they had a great win against the um, the um, boys last week, but I think there's too much ground between them and the Vikings. Will easily win. Yeah, I, I was shocked that. Vikings have eight and one. I thought they were a good team. I thought the Packers would have no problems winning the division. Um, so the big game this week is is the uh, Cowboys at Minnesota. Are who are you picking in that game? The Cowboys always play well against the Vikings. Um, they had a disappointing game in Green Bay. It's a tough one. I think because it's in Minnesota, I think. Maybe the Vikings prevail by a field goal. Yeah, I like it. I I think I think so. Um, so we get the NFC West. We have the Seahawks at six and four, and we have the Forty ers at five and four. America loves the Forty ers They're after they got Christian McCaffrey. The people are talking Forty ers and Super Bowl. Um, do you think the Forty ers run rough shot and? overtake the Seahawks and win the division easy? No, not easy, at least. I think this is a wide-open division. Um, I think, credit to the Seahawks, I think they have a very professional organization up there. They do a lot of things well. Um, So I'm going to say the Seahawks win by a hair, by a game. I like it. I think the yeah, the Seahawks are going to win the division. Uh, one thing that um, the experts um, don't factor in with the 49ers is um, Bosa, Jimmy G, McCafferty, they're very injury-prone. Injury and so uh, I'm questioning whether you know they'll stay healthy for a full, full seven, 17 games. Plus, the, the game that's going to decide a division is when the 49ers travel to, to Seattle. And you know the Seahawks fans are, are going to be ready. And I think Gino Gino's going to be ready for that game and deliver another stellar performance. I love it. You heard it here. for Yes, Seahawks folks. are going to win the NFC West. And all those pickers out there, and those power rankings at the beginning of the year that have the Seahawks as the worst football team. If you listen to our podcast, I didn't tell you that the Seahawks were going to win the division, but I said that they were going to be competing for a playoff spot, and the pickers, all these prognosticators, were dead wrong. Yes, well, well, it's a, you know, it's been that kind of year. The Packers are a mess. The Rams are a mess. Uh, Dolphins and Vikings and Eagles. Um, it really does feel like I don't know if you feel feel this, especially in the NFC. Super Bowl is up for grabs. There's no team where I feel like I can say I have a. I think they're a surefire bet. I think especially in the um, NFC, it's up for grabs. I, I agree a hundred percent. You know, I think we both have a consensus that the the Chiefs will be beat the uh, Bills, but the NFC, I don't, I don't know. So who, who do you have in the NFC? So if you, you know, if you put a gun to my head and made me pick, I would probably, while I was tempted to say the Vikings, 
and this might sound a little crazy, part of me is wondering if the Buccaneers are about to make a run. Um, I, Tom Brady just might not be done yet. I think it's going to be Vikings and Buccaneers in the NFC Championship, and the, the uh, Vikings will win. So you got the Vikings, the Chiefs, and the Vikings. And for those football history fans, um, they'll immediately um, remember that that was Super Bowl four. And for for those people that don't follow the history of the NFL, that was a historic football game. It, nineteen January nineteen seventy. It was the last game played by the AFL before the merger. So. It was in New Orleans. It was a historic uh, Super Bowl. Um, it's the first game I watched on TV. Chiefs, wow. Chiefs and Vikings, and the Chiefs beat the Vikings uh, 24, 24 to seven. Um, so I, I like that. But I'm gonna have, I'm gonna pick the Chiefs and the Eagles, and I think the Eagles are going to beat. Unfortunately, they're gonna beat the Seahawks. I think that the, the wow. Seahawks win, win the division. Um, and they they um, win one or two playoff games at Lumen Field, but you know to win win three games and then to to win in Philadelphia would be a little bit too much to ask. Um, you know I like the Bucks, but despite how much how well they ran the ball against the uh, Seahawks, they they had major issues running um, running, and they've been one dimensional all year. Just so, so happened that see in the game against the Seahawks, we were anticipating Brady throwing fifty times. We didn't have our defense. We kind of let let them run. But generally, the Bucks are one dimensional. So I think the Bucks will will make the playoffs. But I see I see um, Eagles Seahawks with the Eagles. So I have a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. Do you have the Chiefs winning? I have the, the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs winning. I have the Chiefs winning too. Okay, so that is our redo, <laughs> and of course we may do this when when we get to the post postseason. So I think uh, think people can take their money to the bank and invest in the Eagles. So uh, TK, we have a couple listener questions. Right. Okay. So the first one is from FDR. He's in. Hyde Park, and big fan, big fan of the show. He's he's actually a New York Giants fan, and he wants to know if you worked in the government, whether it was federal or local, what position would you want? Well, I would think I would say, would you consider working for the government to be an astronaut for NASA? I think I think so. I. I think it's close enough. Because I think that would be an awesome job, um, especially, you know, yesterday they launched the capsule to the moon unmanned. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say why not be a government, um, you know, why not if you're going to work for the government, why not go to space and maybe the moon? So you, you, you would be an astronaut? You, would you... So um, I know in the space shell they had people that were flying and the people that were running like tests. Would you would you do the, kind of the science thing or would you would you like to fly fly the vehicle? 
I think I would see if they would be okay, you know, just kind of an observer, just kind of <laughs> along for the ride. Because okay. flying the vehicle—that's a lot of responsibility. But then, you know, I'll be honest, science is my best suit, so I don't know if they want me um, doing the experiments. But I feel like, you know, isn't it like when you hear astronauts, you think of like super athletic, the best at science, you know, doctorate in engineering. Why not just have an average guy? Because um, I think that could inspire, you know, get everyone invested in in um, in um, space. If it's not just these superheroes going up, you know, it'll just be the average guy that's along for the ride. Maybe we could do a podcast from while I'm up in space. <laughs> you know, yeah. So they used to they used to on local news they used to have a like a interview with man on the street. So you could be you know, like a local podcaster interviewing man on the moon. Because yeah. now, you know, you either have to be a billionaire to go to space or you have to be one of the best and the brightest. And I'd say, why not just have someone like me? Yeah. Absolutely. I like it. Um, so for, for what position I would want, I'm really not a big fan of working for the government. So I thought about, you know, the, the, the phrase came to me, you know, wouldn't be elected as a dog catcher. And I'm not, you know, necessarily wanting to catch dogs because, the, you know, some of them can be a little <laughs> angry. Uh, so I thought, what about being a cat catcher? Without walking, oh. walking, the, walking the streets here, I see a lot of signs for, for missing cats. So that would be awesome. So um, I would first I would have to talk a agency or local government into having a cat catcher and I would run run or apply for that position but my job would just be you know going around reading all the the signs that you know people have lost their cats and I'd go out looking for them I think you would cat be great catcher. at that you can do it <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh, one can dream okay so we've got a question from a good friend of the podcast from Houston um, Mattress Mac, and he wants to know if uh, you won a billion dollars, what would what would you do? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Mattress Mac. Um, well, I think what you have to do, you know, you take and is this a billion before taxes, or is this like they've already taken the taxes out? And it's just a straight up billion. It's just a straight up billion, straight up <laughs> uh, billion in your pocket. So I think you have to take, I don't know, 985 billion and just park it in various assets. Um, and then you take the 15 million. And I think that's when that's just your go crazy spending money. Um, so what I would do, I'd probably drop out of law school. And I think, you know, just for a couple of years, just travel. Maybe, you know, rent an Airbnb for a few months, maybe start in London or, you know, maybe I'd go to the World Cup if I had it. It's been, well, it's in Qatar. I don't know. And it's pretty hot this time of year there. I think it's always hot there. So maybe I wouldn't go there first. But, you know, maybe I'd go see Tottenham for a few months. Um, maybe then I'd go across Europe, go to all the continents. Um, 
and just travel for a uh, for a, a few years, and then you know when I finish with that fifteen million, I'd come back. I'd have the money that I sad I put in stocks. I'd probably have even more now. So I don't know. Then maybe I'd give to some charities. May or maybe I just keep um, just keep going around the world. So the. The first place you would go visit, would it be Tottenham Stadium? Is that when you, you're going around the world? I think I'd eventually make it there. I think the first place, we're assuming it's now, right? Like yes. November 18th, I wake up. It's, so it's been pretty cold here. And it's been a while since I've been on a tropical beach. So maybe I'd go back to Costa Rica and just hang out for the rest of uh, winter there on, on the beach. Nice. Well, any surfing? Yeah, I guess I could pay for surfing lessons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what I would, would do with a billion dollars, I would do the same. I would invest it um, in index funds. Don't want to be a stock picker. Um, you know, if anyone is interested in learning how to invest, um, go to the Bogleheads website and the wiki page, and you can you can see how the most optimal way to invest, which is stock and bond index funds. Um, so I would I would do that, and I would be like you. I'd have mad money, and um, CK and I would would travel. I'd like to see Switzerland. Um, you know, I'd like to do some hikes in the Alps, and I don't like you. I would I'd, I'd want to go somewhere warm too. Um, maybe Cancun beaches there are beautiful, but the first thing I would do is sleep. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no six a.m. six a.m. meetings. No waking up, waking up at, at five o'clock. So I would, sleep is awesome. So I would definitely be one hundred one hundred percent retired. Um, you know, may po- do more podcasting. Um, you know, writing on the the blog. Um, so I think I think uh, you know I would I would donate donate some money to uh, to some some charities um, like you probably get Seahawk Seahawk uh, season tickets. I thought about getting the luxury box, um, but then you know it's so fun to be outside with the fans and as crazy as the fans get. So maybe I would get season tickets both that are outdoors and also luxury box. I like it. Why not? <laughs> so our last question is Warren from Omaha. Um, he says, love, love the podcast. I uh, wish you guys would talk more about um, the College World Series in Omaha and come come visit and do a podcast out, out here. He said, oh, that'd be a um, lot of fun. He said, I'm with, with you guys. I believe in investing in stock and not – big on crypto what do you guys think of the recent ftx um debacle in in crypto for those that don't know there was um um, this young entrepreneur that had this uh crypto company called ftx he also had an investment company and that investment he took money out of his ftx company put it into his investment company and to make a, a long story short um lost billions of dollars for his investors. And so we've seen a sharp decline of Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these other cryptocurrencies. Um, so what 
what do you what do you think about the recent debacle crypto debacle? I'd say I think my best advice to anyone you know who's thinking of buying crypto is to treat it like going to the casino. If you want to invest it as kind of like a fun side thing, don't invest any more in it than you would be okay with losing. But, you know, if you invest a couple hundred or a thousand and you tell yourself, I would be fine if I never see this money, hey, uh, you know, I'm just doing this for fun. That's great. I would strongly urge anyone who is thinking of investing in a significant portion or would be investing in amount beyond what they would be willing to lose to not do it just because, well, I think two things. One, it's too volatile right now. I mean, you see these huge, it's not acting like stocks or bonds or cash. It's not even really, I heard someone say it's not really, it's kind of a misnomer to call it cryptocurrency. It's not really a currency because it fluctuates in value way too much to be a currency. I mean, we saw the chaos when inflation is 8%, yet Bitcoin will double in value, then lose three times its value all over several months. So it's a highly volatile asset, um, not something that you should be planning around long term. Um, Yes, a couple people got rich off it, but a couple people got rich off the dot com bubble back in the early two to you know back in the two thousand fours. Doesn't mean you're going to make a lot of money. So I just say proceed with caution, treat it like a casino, and know at the end there's like a casino. There's no safety net. There's no FDIC. There's no there's no uh, regulatory body that's going to come in and bail you out if you do lose. Um, so I would say to just everyone, don't take it too seriously. Just treat it like a game, a slot machine. Those are some good points. I, I like your point about the regulation. I and mean, that's a problem right now. It's not regulated where you have the stock exchange um, and you have uh, money market are, are regulated um, where crypto is, is kind of the wild, wild west. And the other thing about, you know, when you're investing in stocks, you're investing in companies and companies have assets. So you can, you can see the com- company's assets. You can read their balance sheet, sheet um, like, you know, and, and see that, you know, cash on hand and all that. Crypto is just like, you know, what's, what's behind the curtain and the Wizard of Oz. It, no one knows, and that's that's not a way I want to invest my money. It's like you said, uh, you know, it's it's um, like gambling, and if you're okay with losing a little bit, but I'd rather I'd rather uh, gamble on on sport on a sporting event <laughs> than some bit piece of code. Yeah, yeah, I think that they're the that regulators are starting to get smart, and it would not. Support surprise me if there's some crackdowns especially in light of this um so yeah i'm a hundred percent with you gamble on something more fun you know lottery. i think lottery and then you say in the uk you can like gamble on i don't know what yeah color. when a pope is gonna die he's gonna win a presidential election so do that 
I think that's a lot more fun. If in 30 years it's a big thing and it's stable and there's government bodies behind it, then great. But um, I, I think here at the KNA Sports Picks, our official investment advice, it sounds like, is maybe set this one out. <laughs> right. Stick stick to boring stock bond index funds and and just sit on it. And before you know it, you'll have decent decent amount of money. Maybe not a billion dollars, but well, TK, it's uh, it's been awesome. Any any final parting shots to our dear listeners? Yeah, well, I hope everyone enjoys the second half of the National Football League. Bound to be twists and turns. Congrats to the Astros listeners out there. Um, they're you know even as a uh, Rangers and Mets and uh, guy. I have to tip my hat and say they're a great team. They're well run, um, great for the city, uh, um, and could be a future uh, dynasty. We'll see. And I'd like to add, Gino is the man. So Gino is the man. So everyone have have a good day. Hope uh, you have a good World Cup viewing experience and enjoying the lovely fall weather wherever you are except buffalo is going to be quite miserable this this uh weekend with all that snow from the lake there's a clip i want to play from a 2018 shareholder meeting with uh our friends i wish they were my friends warren buffett and charlie munger very very wealthy old men and uh it's talking about cryptocurrency and i'll tell you why i played it afterwards but let's get your take on this clip from the 2018 shareholder meeting there's nothing being produced in the way of value from the asset. That, that, uh, you also have the problem that it draws in a lot of charlatans and that sort of thing who are trying to create various sorts of exchanges or whatever it may be. It, you know, it, it's something where, where people who are of less than stellar character see an opportunity to uh, clip people who are trying to get rich because their neighbor's getting rich buying this stuff and neither one of them understands. It will come to a bad ending, Charlie. This man right here is my great-grandfather. He's the first cat herder in our family. Herding cats. Don't let anybody tell you it's easy. Anybody can herd cattle. Holding together 10,000 half-wild short hairs. Well, that's another thing altogether. Being a cat herder is probably about the toughest thing I think I've ever done. I got this one this morning, right here. And if you look at his face, it's just ripped to shreds, you know? You see the movies, you hear the stories, it's... I'm living a dream. Not everyone can do what we do. I wouldn't do nothing else. It ain't an easy job, but when you bring a herd into town and you ain't lost to one of them, ain't a feeling like in the world.